I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. everyone welcome to very unreasonable things who fuck made that noise is that you josh you piece of shit fuck you <laughs> we're back and we're going to be talking about a special movie where i need a special guest to help me validate this movie so welcome back courtney sanders and fuck you josh well hello i guess i'm happy to be here yeah this despite that weird right introduction it's because somebody's being a piece of shit from the jump. So I'm this Josh could join us while I join y'all again. And we need you here, Courtney, because this week we're going to be talking about Shocker. Shocker! Which Josh shed on in our 1989 episode. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you shed on it. Introduce we're not, I'm, about, just... I'm about to introduce. I introduced the main yeah. person. My Your ally. Is you shed I'm on. Real. I, I introduced my ally on this episode, Courtney. So anyways... We got Daniel Sanders with us. Yeah, I'm also here, everybody. Hey. Hey, Daniel. But not Bones Ally. <laughs> no, probably not. The fucking hater Josh here with us this week. Howdy, howdy. And then I'm Billy Bone. Well, I'm glad you're here, Josh. Well, thank you, Courtney. I I didn't say I wasn't it, glad he's here. <laughs> he's just a dick. It, no, no. Uh, in yeah, all fairness, yeah. Bone, no. There's no fairness. Yeah, it, yeah. Our intro... Uh, our uh, intro, uh, this is our podcast. It always makes me laugh when you're like, hey, everybody, welcome to Very Reasonable Things. And I love it. And it brings joy. So we're talking about the 1989 classic Shocker, the pinnacle of filmmaking, directed by one. Adventure. It is indeed. Directed by one Wes Craven. So, written Court- and directed by one. Wes Craven. Yes. Courtney, what's your history with the movie? Kind of like People Under the Stairs. I remember seeing it when I was a kid, like young, young. My, I remember loving it and watching it as a kid. I probably haven't watched it in 20 years until... No, that's not true. When Hayden was like a year old, I rewatched it. But since then, I haven't. But I love the movie nonetheless. So Yeah, so it's been about 15 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Daniel, tell us about your history with Shocker, buddy. Well, for me, when we first brought it up and started talking about it, I thought that I had watched this movie. Like, I guess that I had just remembered seeing the video box art, like the video from the VHS store. But um, I'd never seen it. I'd none Wait of a minute, hold on, hold a bell on. at all. Did you just say the VHS store? Yeah, it just said something <laughs> random. Okay. Are we recording? I- yeah, I just want to make sure. Cool. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Thought that I had seen it. Hadn't seen it. None of it seemed familiar. So it was new And it was definitely him. a new adventure. All right. Josh. What's my history with Shocker? Uh, it's it's a little like Daniel. Like uh, I just You saw it at the VHS store? From the VHS store. Um, <laughs> and prior to that, I saw it at the, uh, the, the beta store a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I had never, I'd, I'd seen like bits and pieces of this movie. So I was pretty fresh coming into this and my expectations were low 
and it didn't succeed that. All you right, didn't enjoy well, it, Josh. <laughs> Shots fired. Just uh, fucking, you know, it's sniper fire from the from the start. This spoiled the ending of the podcast. Way to go! Well, look, I figured this was going to be, and I'm I might be wildly mistaken here. I figured this was going to be a pretty fun episode because we do have finally we have a movie where we can really disagree on. Um, or maybe agree on, but just at the end, maybe I'll just take a different path than I do. Coming into this movie, I look, I get, I get Courtney and Bone. Uh, nostalgia is a powerful drug, and I've been known to consume it from time to time. I didn't have any backstory with this movie, so this was just so fresh. And this movie's not fresh, but m- my viewing experience. Can can we tell it like it really is, please? Courtney Please. and Billy allow themselves to have fun. You're just so joyless that you can't watch a movie and be like, hey, this okay, is hold a good on. time. I enjoy it, but it is mostly nostalgia. Like, if I was to come into it fresh and never having seen it 20 years ago when I was, you know, a wee child, I probably wouldn't feel the same way. I enjoy it, but it's easy to dick on. There's a lot to joke about. Oh, I There's didn't... a lot of really ridiculous shit in this movie. I think it's still enjoyable to watch, but Yeah. That's the key right and, there. I'm not saying know, it's I'm not saying it's in not despite, necessarily a fantastic movie, but it's so enjoyable for me. I enjoy it. Despite what I said at the beginning of the episode, it's not the pinnacle of filmmaking. <laughs> Shocker plot twist. Yeah, um, but it's still fun to watch. And Black Soul Josh, you know, he's just so serious sometimes that when Joy tries to creep into his film watching experience, I won't allow it. He fucking's like, get back, Satan, and shuts the door in his face. Like, no Joy here. Nope. Sophia's Choice is my favorite movie. I have three different movie posters. (laughs) Open <laughs> movie poster. I have one where they end up killing the kid, and I just frame it. And I, you well, know, then how did the backstory of this sad movie not grip you? Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> All right. I think there's. I don't think it's a sad backstory. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's a glorious. Okay. One. I think, uh, and, and yeah, and we'll get into it. But I, what I've noticed, especially since we talked about people under the stairs and and. We've been on a craven kick, yeah. Yeah, and we're yeah. and we're and we're about to, and we're about to dive back into it, and we'll talk about that later in another episode. But Craven likes to hit. He got to a point where he was hitting the same notes over and over. Well, I'll tell you what. After watching people under the stairs and Shocker, and I've sort of had this opinion for a while, and then just sort of cemented. Uh, Not the genius that people said he was. No, he's he's quite overrated. Quite yeah, he he had some uh, he had some movies that didn't quite like. His highs are really high, but just like anybody else, he had some duds. He had some duds, but the highs are so high that I think that cemented him as a legend. But I don't think that even his bad movies, like People Under the Stairs, that's arguable. Some people may not like it. I think it's fantastic. Just like Shocker, they're still enjoyable. They may not be, you know... Oh yeah, they're beautiful, not... beautifully crafted cinematic adventures, but they're enjoyable. Well, to they're watch. not. They're not you bowl. That's for sure. So my thing well, I mean, is, if, is like I think that I don't think that Daniel, he's overrated. Ahead, yeah. Sorry, I don't think that he's overrated, but uh, I do think because I mean, like you said, Courtney, his high the highs were very high, you know, and the lows, but, yeah. But my thing is this: what my opinion on this, and what was clarified for me whenever I was watching these movies is 
and yeah, dare I say it? Yes, I will. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, we talk, everyone, as in horror fans across the globe, talk so much mad shit about how goofy the Nightmare on Elm Street series got. And if he'd have been in control of it the whole time, how do we know yeah. that he might not have ended up there either I don't watching know, these his few movies, movies in that franchise are the best? And that is true. He, I, I, he might have taken that. that well, be, Freddie being his baby, he might have went and not and not allowed himself to do that. I but get what you're saying. Damn, he gets I get what you're in some of his, yeah, his movies. He does, and I know Josh has got a point too. I get what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you. It's it's no guarantee that. Nightmare on Elm Street doesn't go off the rails because when you watch people under stairs, when you watch Shocker, when you watch but then some he of those brought other it movies, back for New Nightmare. Yeah, and that but was New very is boring and really great. Fuck, I well, love not, it. New Nightmare like is so boring. He oh, Wes, that, no. Wes Craven can be really pretentious though. Yeah, see, my thing, and, which I, I don't want to go into a whole New Nightmare discussion, obviously, but I do enjoy New Nightmare because it took it in a different direction. Yeah, I thought it was it good. Was definitely I love it. a lot better fucking direction than Dream Child and. Freddy's dead. That's a But fact. that's also easy to do when you have the previous three or four yeah. movies to look at and be like, whoa, these were straight garbage. Yeah. Which and, I will say that because I am a fan of Dream Master. I know y'all hate all and everything, but I do it. I, I didn't did say like, I hate no, Dream I like, Master. No, 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 no. no, I hate. You just said it was garbage, you lying sack what, of shit. Well, I, I, can, I still like some garbage. Sometimes I like to pull <laughs> banana pills out of the bag, uh, garbage bag and sniff them. But what I'm saying is, is movies can still be bad and be enjoyable, right? Yeah. Brady's Dead is just bad. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. But well, unlike People Under the Stairs, I will say this about Shocker. I think that People Under the Stairs, if it was re- like we talked about it possibly being redone, and I think that's going to be incredible if it's done a little yeah. bit darker, a little bit scarier. I think that would be an incredible story. I don't think that you could do Shocker in a way that would be a great story. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Which I love it. Make no mistake about it. Love it. Love watching it. But it is ridiculous. Well, the thing about Craven, you know, before we end this little tirade, look, you can look at Craven's highs. You know, I even started watching The Hills Have Eyes, and that is that's a tough watch. But even even if you if you consider Craven's highs as Scream, I count that as much as a Kevin Williamson movie as Wes Craven. Yeah, I mean, West I, Graven's I don't not know right what now. Craven really yeah. brought to it. Wes Craven's not right now the dialogue. No. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Dude, Craven needs to put down the pen. He can't do it. He can't. Is he still write. making movies? No, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. He's he passed dead. away. So, no. But it's, it's, <laughs> kind <of the> same, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing like with George Lucas, right? Like, you have a concept. You have, you have an idea. And in that idea, you have some really great shit. But you don't need to write the dialogue. No. Because... Otherwise, we end up going to fucking Tashi Station for some power converters. But you know, there, and you can find it online. Uh, Craven's original uh, draft for Dream Warriors, and Craven took it in some fucking crazy directions, man. Like you, you know, Daniel was talking about. You know, we don't know if Craven would have, you know, taken Nightmare to this um, fantastical places, even in or, the Nightmare realm, or is comedic. He would have. He would have. Nightmare, I'd be interested the, to read those. Yeah, just because I'd like to easy. see where, I mean, some of it did get out there, but I'd be interested to see where that went just because. And, you know, all credit to Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont, uh, when they came in and took that from Craven, they, they took the stuff that worked really well. But some of it, it's, it's very, it, Craven was very graphic around that time. It was, 
I don't know. It was it was angry Craven, and you could tell that. In the- well, he kind of started off that way too, though, because you had the last, yeah, house, last on the house on the left. On the left. Very. That's that's a the hills have eyes. So let's talk about Shocker. So before uh, we get into the plot synopsis, just a few little facts. Obviously written and directed by Wes Craven. We got that. Daniel corrects me every time because I just say directed by Wes Craven. He's like, uh, hold on, sir. He waits is, for you to miss it. Yes. And he's like, he's like it was <laughs> written and directed by Wes Craven. And like, I'm just letting the people know, keeping the people informed. Yeah. You, text messages all day on how happy people are about this. So, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Released October 27th in 1989, had a budget of $5 million, did a box office of $16.5 million. Opening weekend did about $4.5 million. There we hmm. go. Josh, why don't you give us the rundown on this masterful, epic, well-written, well-crafted, cinematic masterpiece? Oh, boy. Okay. I mean, it's, it's like Lawrence of Arabia levels of quality. Truly a masterpiece. Okay, here we go. Now... Bear with me. I kind of got a little finger happy on this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try something new also um, with this one. So here we go. Shocker. We are here today to bear witness to the execution of Horace Pinker. Prisoner, have any final words? Yeah. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I don't think he's dead. Now, Wes Craven brings you his greatest creation. Shocker. In 1989, Wes Craven found himself feeling desperate with an overwhelming sense of loss. He had followed up his breakout hit A Nightmare on M Street with a couple of movies that didn't quite catch the nation's imagination as he had hoped it would as Nightmare did. So when Craven stared down that man in the mirror in hopes of finding answers that only self-reflection could bring, to his surprise, the man reflecting back at Craven simply whispered, Fuck him. Now to the passing outsider, one might assume he was referring to his detractors and naysayers. But to the observant onlooker, you would realize that Craven was actually referring to himself. Craven had found himself on the outside looking in in 1989, when his baby, a nine-year-old Amstreet, had grown, and let's be honest, faltered since the 1984 hit that put Craven on the map. Yes, Craven had to sit back and watch as his baby gave birth to other babies, some even more successful than his original creation, And while Robert Shea and the other executives at New Line Cinema reaped the rewards for Craven's magnum opus, Craven was left with nothing to show for it. So Craven reached out deep into that well of inspiration and musings, only to find a well to be dry. (laughs) Fuck him. So Craven plagiarized Craven with his 1989 movie Shocker. And And if Nightmare on Elm Street is the gold standard for 80 slasher movies, then Shocker is the cum sock you leave under the bed for future use. Shocker is the equivalent of writing left-handed in a dark room while your right hand is giving you unwanted titty twisters. Shocker tells a story of what I can only surmise is the American dream. Jonathan Price, a foster child with a dark past, who despite the adversity he has endured, becomes a star football player for his high school football team. And despite only being a senior in high school, is also the mayor of the town, 
and what I can only imagine is truth. <laughs> Should Jonathan Price have a foster family? Of course he does. Anyone would be so lucky to have Jonathan fucking Price as their foster child. But does Price live with said foster family? Of course not, you silly asshole. Price has a <laughs> modest two-bedroom bungalow on the corner of 3rd and Franklin. Because he's the fucking landowner and tenant. And so when you're as great as Jonathan Price, of course, the concussions you sustain at football practice are great. So great, in fact, that you telepathically link up to a serial killer and TV repairman, Horace Pinker, through dreams. Yes, our villain for this movie is named Horace Pinker. And after local city councilman Jonathan Parker sees Horace Pinker kill his foster family, Alderman Parker leaps into action by helping his Don dad... Local detective, known only through the precinct as Jonathan Parker's dad, or Mayor Parker's <laughs> dad, Don, because the police needed help in catching the elusive serial killer who was committing crimes in his van with business name plastered on the side. And when Dad Don, with the help of Sergeant Jonathan Parker, finally catch Horace Pinker, local district attorney and judge Jonathan Parker decides to forego the Constitution and send Pinker straight to the electric chair. And when Pinker decides to substitute his last meal for a television set, obviously not running this by Warden Parker, they find Pinker in a cell. Bowen, can you help me out with this? Is this consensual sex Pinker is having with his TV, or would you consider this prison rules sex? He definitely asked for it. It's got to be consensual, because he had fucking jumper cables. He was summoning it, and the demon agreed with the whole, you got it, baby. Yeah, you got it, baby. (laughs) Fair enough. The way that I looked at it, he wasn't begging for it, you know, much like, uh, you know, in Child's Play, but... Oh, he was begging. He's like, give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) He wanted it, for sure. Or maybe Pinker had to pay for his good time with his soul. Because when Pinker gets the chair, he magically becomes one with electricity. Is that about right, Bone? More or less. Okay. There, there's some variations on his powers that don't make sense, but yeah. Here we go. We're going to try this. We're going to try a new thing here that Bone has no idea about. Hey, Bone, hold on. One Bone. sec. One sec before you get into it. Can I just point something out? Two things. Is it Jonathan Price or Jonathan Parker? It is Parker. It's Parker. So first half, you kept saying Price. Yeah. Uh, but first, and then the, the main I'm thing, though, is. I'm surprised that wasn't in the script, actually. Josh he, was trying he, to wish he, a better character. He. He wasn't a high school Josh student. Josh is trying to spruce, spice it up anyhow, any way you can. He, he wasn't a high school student, though. He was in college. Oh, was he? Yeah, they, and they mentioned it like on the news report, like local college <laughs> no, football no, no. star. We, we, <laughs> we could get into that news report. I left that in my plot synopsis, but my God. Oh, okay. He was okay, a good football player, too, by the way. He made a point of saying that as he ran past. I don't know how many of y'all caught that shit. Oh, yeah. All right, Bone. Won't you take it from here? The plot synopsis. Won't you tell me what happens once oh, Pinker well, I don't, I don't, gets into the I don't have anything clever like you I do, right? I think you were doing a great job, Josh. But um, the, oh, I see he wanted to try something new. So, yeah. Uh, I wanted somebody just off the cuff to tell me. All right. So, here's <laughs> the deal. Happens so, now. So, Pinker gets his godlike electricity whatever else powers because he apparently he can possess people too and it's this is where the shit doesn't make sense right he can oh now it don't make sense he can he can like move through electricity he can move through fucking satellites and shit but he can also possess people uh he fucking escapes from jail he her, he spends the day harassing local college football star jonathan parker <laughs> chasing him down but 
but well, even before that, I'm sorry, and I wasn't prepared for this because I didn't know this was gonna happen. I know it's it's Pinker. Pinker lays a bombshell, and Parker is like, "Hey, look, I'm your dad. Even though I don't look like I'm old enough to be your dad, I'm your dad. I used to beat the shit out of you. Your mom tried to save you. I killed that bitch. You shot me in the knee like a little pussy. Here we are. I killed your girlfriend. I killed your family." I've killed a bunch of other people, and now, after I get electrocuted, I'm coming after you, buddy. And then, yeah, so he, after he gets electrocuted and escapes, he spends the whole day harassing fucking Jonathan. Jonathan calls on, <laughs> calls on his bros from the local college football team to help him out. And uh, they devise this scheme that doesn't make any sense because somehow Jonathan becomes a fucking expert on Horace Pinker's powers. It's fucking that we have, Parker. What are you talking We about? have no idea how they work, but all of a sudden Jonathan knows. Um, they're telepathically linked. Duh. And they're, he's like, hey, we're going to trap him into fucking TV. They fight over a bunch of fucking TV channels. And then somehow Jonathan traps Horace into TV and turning the TV off equates to death. Didn't he get there by going to sleep, too? There's oh, yeah, yeah. Sleep. He did go to sleep. <laughs> no, there's a whole... Look. But uh, if we talk about all that, that'd be the whole fucking episode. If you just, just go to... fast enough, though, yeah. everything, you don't pay attention and, to the fact that it don't make sense. It and just look, goes. And also, you forgot this in your synopsis, but the movie starts off with a fucking song by the Dudes of Wrath called Shocker, coincidentally. So it has its own theme song. Shocker! I also didn't put, I kind of put it in my plot synopsis, maybe the intro, how this movie starts off with ripping off a nine on Elm Street. Shocker! Wait, wait. Yeah, whenever he's uh, Horace he, playing with his TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Freddie makes yeah. his glove. Horace is working on fucking CRT well, televisions. He, he recycled a lot from Nightmare. Like I said, they straight he go to did. sleep with a friend waiting to wake him up so he can Shocker. learn and it's like, whatever. And they're pulling shit from dreams. Yeah. It's like Craven was writing the script for Shocker, and he's like, you know what I left out in A Nightmare on M Street? Uh, is Ghosts. Electric demons. <laughs> so dream demons are so. Well, easy. he also left so out a we're, song we're called. Going into the nineties, they just needed explain. a little extra razzle dazzle. Electric that's demons. all. He left out a song called "A Nightmare on Elm Street" too to start at the beginning of the movie. A nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Bone, are you still on about the song "Shocker"? I am. But do you know who the dudes of Wrath are? Did you look up the band members? No. There, there's two that stick out, and I don't know. The, uh, the other ones are probably prominent, too, but two more so than the others. One is Tommy Lee, and the other, wow. you may have recognized the voice, was Paul Stanley. Oh, wow. Well, that's the reason why I didn't That's resonate. where the majority of the budget went, to the theme song at the beginning. Yep. Well, and, you know, since we're talking about music in the movies, Shocker had a heavy metal soundtrack, which included Dudes of Wrath, and Megadeth doing a cover of No More Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper, which I personally thought was an excellent cover. I love the Megadeth I cover of No More Mr. Nice yeah, Guy. Yeah, I liked it too. Sounded good. Appropriate I mean, for his execution, I guess. Yeah. That really drove it home that shit was going to get real, you know, in case you didn't already know. <laughs> right. Like we talked about, or like Josh talked about in the synopsis, the movie opens up and it's Horace Pinker fucking piddling in his shop with the Shocker theme sock. Theme song, not theme sock. I'm thinking about that cum sock now. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> uh, the theme song played in the background. Um, but yeah, and without like going just fucking scene by scene in the movie, because that's not what we're here to do, right? Just talking about the movie itself, though. 
and we talked about it briefly a little bit before we got into it, but yeah, Wes Craven hits some of the same notes in his movies. We talked about it when we talked about people under the stairs with the booby traps and shit like that. And then like it had the trap house here. You've got Horace Pinker who's, you know, fucking doing shit in his little workspace. And then later on he and Jonathan connect by dreams. And, and well, I get that Wes Craven was, I know he was trying to get a new franchise going with this and that was his idea. And originally it was conceived as a television show or TV series, but he was trying to start a new franchise, I guess, because he was you know, disappointed with losing out on Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. But don't like, like Josh mess. said, don't plagiarize yourself, I guess. And there's some things in here that I like. There's some things in here I really like, but then there's some things like where you see him he's hitting the same notes and you're just like, why? You know, speaking at the beginning of this movie and a little bit touched on in the synopsis was Craven is he he's He's given dry hand jobs to a lot of the characters in this movie. Because if you notice, like, the movie opens up with Pinker doing, I guess, Pinker shit. I don't know. But fixing TVs before he kills families. Yeah. Pinker. <laughs> look, Pinker is tinkering. Pinker ah, is tinkering. Ah, there we go. Ah, there we go. Ah, ah, Mic drop. <laughs> but, like, and then the newscasters uh, start speaking of. Uh, Horace Pinker as and and I wrote it in my notes. Uh, generally, uh, newscasters don't pay that many compliments to assailants. Uh, he's viciously strong. We here at Channel Five can only picture this man's muscles, and he's wicked smart. He's avoided being seen because this man is obviously the head of Mensa. <laughs> I mean, they are just avoided being Horace seen, even Pinker. though he drives one leg behind him, so he yeah. does not move fast. Into his but, van with his name on it that he parks right in front of the house he's murdering people in. <laughs> or his Courtney. fucking shop with his name on it. Yeah. But Courtney. you're right. Oh, go ahead, Josh. That limp, apparently his spirit is limping. Yeah. <laughs> he carries I mean, over. his physical ailment carried over, obviously. He got to no. use the bottom half of his right leg. Jonathan so called over. And Jonathan called that out at one point, too. Like, why didn't you get a better body or something like that? And he's like, how do you like this body? The only thing I can think of is it's mental at that point, right? You've been limping for so long. It's the only thing you know how to do. You forgot how to walk. It's the only way Jonathan knows who he is. Well, Horace yeah. Pinker, he's an, even in his original body, forgets to limp sometimes. No, when he first steps out. <laughs> That's when they, true. When they find him at the TV shop and he steps out of the door, for like a split second, he's moving just fine on that one leg. Well, when he's he drags ballsy as hell, though. I mean, you have to give it to him. As far as serial killers go, he pulls up in a van with his name on it, takes his time, <laughs> does the shit. He killed a cop while there were other cops in there, and he just don't give a shit. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. he definitely doesn't give a shit. Because, oh, my bad, duh, because the static demon is on his side, so he has no fear. Well, that doesn't happen until later, though, right? I don't know. I feel like he was already dabbling in it because they talk about, they touch on how he was like doing weird shit, satanic shit in his shop when they talk about him on the news. So they went ahead and set up for that whole demonic ritual shit in the jail. Yeah. His like, I guess that's how they explain it away. It. But he's not displaying any powers until later on. No. When he has like mm -hmm. the, the battery cables clamped yeah, to his nipples or whatever. The, yeah, the nipple clamps and it like charges up his spirit, you know, which good to know. I, I was not aware that was an option. So 
Well, and this oh, is going to... we cover nipple clamps in the next movie, too. There's a lot of we crossover do. here. We... <laughs> and this is going to be speaking ahead in the movie, but when you get to the jail, when they get to the execution, and they're like, he didn't want a last meal, he just wanted a TV. I didn't realize that that TV come with fucking jumper cables. Really, though? Like, why'd you give that to him? What did oh, you yeah. think he was going to do with those? Can I, can I get some jumper cables with this TV? I'm about to work on my car. They thought he just wanted to get off real quick before he, you know, got... Next, you think that the candles <laughs> and the fucking uh, the the lighter to light these candles would kind of give things the symbols well. on the floor and, and stuff. That... And he had asked for a copy of the Necronomicon or whatever the fuck that shit is. I feel like there were a lot of tells. So going back to the starting movie though, and I've said this about the other West well, Craven well, movies. What do you want to cover? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying we're just talking about different things. Ah ha ha! Fuck you, Daniel. You're in the same boat as Josh now. Um, yeah. What I was going to say, though, is we talked about this on other Wes Craven movies, and I will say this, is I do like the sets in Wes Craven movies. The TV shop, when they go to capture Pinker or try to capture him, looks good. Uh, even like Jonathan's, you know, college, freshman, junior, sophomore, whatever fucking age he is, house is a nice set. It's not just bare walls. It looks like a fucking. He's driving that fly car, too. Oh, that, not yeah. Nothing. That's a beautiful car. I mean, it's Jonathan. Fucking Parker. It's like Josh said, he's the mayor. He probably owns the car lot. I mean, they let him solve crimes when he has, you know, psychic dreams. So he's probably on General Motors. Let's just be honest. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Probably. Probably so. Not for nothing, though. That, well, we haven't covered the actors yet. But but. not to jump ahead or anything, but like, dude, whatever they're chasing each other through channels, that is so wild. And they're like, we're getting reports of them showing up on different TV shows. Oh, God, they're here right now. (laughs) And I'm just going to. Backtrack, right? Backtrack. Sorry, right quick. <laughs> to the credits, to the opening credits, to the part where it is to the opening. Because I have it in my notes. The coach, uh, when they're playing football, and Jonathan Parker is obviously outstanding. Uh, the coach uh, said someone was gonna cream Jonathan's ass, and I just put that in my notes because that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> if you don't quit paying attention to the girls, <laughs> that was what? Be his Jonathan's ass. I like how Jonathan's girlfriend is at practice, and then the coach is like, "Hey, there's a girl over here topless," and Jonathan's like, "What? Where?" Yeah, it's like, man, come on, dude. Okay, dude's a, star, a football star, but he runs into the goalpost, trips over the table full of Gatorade and shit. Not looking promising. He's pretty fucking clumsy and stupid at the beginning of the movie. Well. Getting back to, because when I'm looking at my notes, if we can get back to what uh, Courtney was saying, like the actors, uh, you know, Peter Berg does, you know, everybody in this movie does a side of Horace Pinker. Again, I just, and that might be more Craven than the actor. I just, he wasn't scary at all. Like 0%. Peter Berg does an okay job. His girlfriend looks a lot like Kate McKinnon. Did anybody else notice that? Yeah. I don't think I know who that is. That's the chick from uh, SNL. She was in the. Oh first, yeah, first movie, the yeah. She looked a lot. She does. And she, I mean, Peter Berg is a better director than actor, though. Not for nothing. Uh, he did yeah, give he, his battle. He's given up. At, he's given up acting. He's done. He did a Deepwater Horizon, which I no, loved. No, I thought he, that yeah, was he's... great. And Hancock was another big one that I saw he did. Oh, I was just but... making a joke about Battleship because he did that shit too. Yeah. He oh, did I didn't Patriots know that. Day. Yeah, he does a lot of. He actually has a lot <laughs> with directing, and I like a good bit of them. But there was some other movie. There was another movie. Yeah. There was another like movie he movies. directed that I can't remember what it was, but I liked. It wasn't Battleship though. That looks stupid. 
No, he's got about a 50% hit rate, but, you know, he's a workman director. That's about what you're going to get. I mean, if you made a battleship. I always confused him with Ethan Hawke, though. I don't know if that's just a me thing, but back in the day, I always confused the two of them. I could see that, yeah. I was going to say, that's just you, but apparently I'm wrong. (laughs) No, I think it's the teeth. I think it's the teeth. So what I was going to say, and we're not going to let this one get away, is if you're going to make a battleship movie, like at some point, man, it just needs to be the two sides going against each other. B5. Oh, no, you suck my battleship. I think if you're going to make a battleship movie, the first thing you should ask is why. Well, that too. Agreed. Well, you know, they, Although, they had that they had that little kick where they were making movies based on board games because I want to say I remember them saying that they were going to make a Candyland movie. They were trying to redo the Jumanji success. Yeah, and thankfully but somebody Candyland can sense. work in a Ralph uh, in a Ralph way. What was the first one? Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It no, Ralph. You know Candyland how can work in that. You way know though. how you know how Candyland works, and I think we've gotten away from this on the podcast, and we're about to bring it back to The Simpsons. It, uh, it works in the sense when Homer had that uh, fantasy about the land of chocolate and he was just fucking eating everything. Yeah. He, and he strolled up to a street sign and he took a bite. And then he took a I bite. like of a, It was like, I think, a pig and he took a bite of it and everything. And everything was made of fucking chocolate. That's how yeah. a Candyland movie works. I didn't see Battleship. But I, I, I have watched Deepwater Horizon, and I, I absolutely love. No, that I movie. I watched uh, Deepwater Horizon, and I enjoyed I didn't that movie. See Hancock either, but I know. Yeah, Hancock. It was well uh, received. Very good. A lot of I people like liked it. I don't know what these assholes think about. It. They probably hate it, but I, I don't think I saw it, it. but it. it was good. Just a, fucking, just a washed up drunk ass fucking hero. I didn't have a problem with it. But I don't remember Peter Berg as an actor in anything else off the top of my head. He was in the Great White Hype with uh, okay. Damon Wayans. Okay. And I like, I okay, I do remember that, but I, yeah. I was, uh, not off the top of my head. This is the only movie I can remember him acting in. Well, I guess now that one too. So two, but you know, for some reason, y'all say Ethan Hawke, but for some reason, like I see Peter Berg and I think of uh, a younger like Peter Weller. Like I could I see him being RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, they're in the I face family. I confuse the two all the time. I used to say it was Ethan Hawke in this movie. I didn't know his name for the longest time. Yeah, it the has to be the mouth. Thing. I could see the Ethan Hawke resemblance now that you say it, though. But yeah, I'll, for whatever reason, I always thought of like Peter Weller. Es- like, it's like, hey, you can make a RoboCop movie with Peter Berg. Especially back in the day when they were both young. Like now, they don't look similar. But the both of them at that point in time, like when this movie was made, they definitely looked very similar. Like I said, I enjoy Shocker for Same. what it's worth. I mean, that's but been there. So there's a lot of dumb shit in the movie, though. And we're just going to start off with the first thing is when they're at the TV shop, never mind the fact that, like Josh said, that Jonathan has a has a dream and his dad's like, yeah, you know what? We don't have any leads. Let's fucking roll with it. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck it. Law be damned. You're the mayor. <laughs> we're going to do what you want. But when Horace Pinker, a man with a limp, fucking escapes out the back door and he fucking shimmies up to the two cops who are supposed to be on the lookout for this guy, instead of looking at the fucking building where they know this person's at, they're looking off into the, the distance. They're admiring the stars. Yeah, they're looking at their fucking cop car or whatever, and he rolls up behind them and fucking, you think these people work together, they would recognize, oh, dude, this isn't Charlie. This is somebody nope. else. Yeah. When did He's Charlie a master of disguise. Limping? When did he become bald? Yeah. Or whatever. And yeah, and he just fucking murders these people in for a guy that has a, a very apparent 
physical handicap, he gets away for a long time. And like oh. you said, drives a fucking van with his name on it. He doesn't even steal a car. He takes the van with his name on it that they already know he has when he escapes. Also, we see the other two cops that went in. He looked nothing like either one of these dudes. No, Absolutely no, no. nothing like them. And they're just like, oh, hey, Lieutenant, what's up? Oh, what? It's not you? What? Yeah. And what made the relationship between Jonathan and his foster father go bad to where they didn't include each other on this next operation to catch horse? They're like, dude, we're going to follow Jonathan, but we're not going to tell him. So when him and I Rhino forgot about that, go looking for him. That's when they take some Nightmare on Elm Street shit and he has a dream so he can figure it out with his friend there, there to wake him up. Yep. And then he uh, dives, like, I think was it? Oh, yeah. This isn't when he dives into him because that happens at another point. But there's a point where, like, he dives into somebody and then it disappears or whatever. But, yeah, he finds out the house they're on. It's Wagner and whatever. And they show up and the cops are fucking hiding around the corner and follow them. And he's all like, you had to bring your daddy with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the best parts of the movie, and actually, I wrote it down because, like, I think this is the highlight of the movie. And it's in, it's in the first 15 minutes. And it's right after Jonathan has the dream where his parents or his family is murdered outside of his uh, Don dad. And he goes there. And they're like, don't go in there, Jonathan. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back out. And obviously, it's Jonathan Parker. So, like, every news station in America is there. And they actually put a microphone in his face, and they were like, uh, with the killer murdering your entire family. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, oh my there's – and I know Courtney said – I think it, I'm a, I agree with Courtney. Like, if you tried to do this movie now, it would be kind of hard. But there are some parts in this movie where it filmed correctly could have emotional impact, right? Yeah, it could have been a Jonathan, lot better. If you would established – some kind of relationship between Jonathan and his family before they just got you know whacked. Zero establishment. Yeah, it's like, oh, Zero. dude, your step or your foster mom and your sister and shit—they're all dead. And then even his girlfriend, because you know, and we're getting there, but Jonathan's girlfriend gets killed. Um, but they don't establish them as being in like this deep, committed relationship. Because in the very first scene, when Jonathan runs into the fucking goalpost, she's like, oh yeah, we've been dating off and on. Yeah, they well, I, thought that, I thought that was anything. him sort of joking with her. Also. No, but she said that they'd been dating off and on. And she makes <laughs> yeah. it clear they haven't slept together or anything. Yeah. But well, they're living together because she's living at his house. They're sleeping together, technically sleeping together. But, but, you know. Yeah. And the main thing being that they've been dating off and on, though, right? So that kind of leads you to believe that, like, it's it's not that serious because they're back and forth about it, right? Well, hold on. They get serious. Don't forget that heart pendant. Yeah, they get serious after he runs into the goalpost. They get serious in the course of eight hours. Well, his family dies. That tends to bring you closer together. They only establish they even knew each other because the mom's like, Jonathan, do something. Yeah. yeah. The real tragedy is that Jonathan and Allison never got to sleep together because she fucking dies. All he gets well, out of this relationship is a heart pendant. Well, my favorite part of their relationship is that she gets horrifically, brutally murdered in his bungalow. And, and fucking bleeds more blood than humanly possible? Yes. And he's like, I'll fucking clean it up. I'll still live here. <laughs> fucking owner. I mean, he does clear it out like he's moving, and then it's magically back decorated no. again like it was. So that's neat. And he does. Well, and at one point, he does tell the when he thinks it's uh, 
somebody else and it's Horus. And this is later on, but he's like, yeah, you need to go see the land Lord next door. <laughs> so maybe the pause, the pause that you just had was great. The land Lord. Well, to be fair, I, was, I am Lord of the land. I was trying to pour this wine to be fair. So, um, but yeah, to be fair, Lord land. None of y'all have watched wow. letter Kenny yet. Have you? No. There's there's like a whole bit in the show where they just riff on the phrase to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. You should watch it if you've never seen it. It's great. But anyways. Uh Craven yeah. loves his hidden compartments in movies, doesn't he? Dude, the fucking the trap or not the trap door, but the secret door in a TV shop. Yeah. Might as well call yeah. it a trap door. Yeah. What, whatever. They yeah, stare at he does. that cigarette on the floor forever and they're like, What is this? What happened I mean, here? It, it befuddles them. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, I thought Jonathan was psychic, so I'm confused as to why he's confused. Because <laughs> Jonathan doesn't have the um, the uh, intellectual prowess to kind of discern what his dreams mean. He does. He seems like he's a little slow in this movie, and I mean, I wonder well, it's if a concussion, maybe it is. Daniel. Well, That's right. Yeah. They established he, that. He did but have that concussion. He did have that. But, but he's fast as fuck when he's, he's running. Because his dad was beating the hell out of him. Hey, good. <laughs> no, what? he... Beat him real good. He made a point to <laughs> say that to him. He's Breaking. Like, you don't remember me, boy? Look, I beat you real good. <laughs> Jonathan Parker fucking sits in his, uh, what kind of car is it? I didn't really get the model, but it's nice. It's a Chevy, an older Chevy. <laughs> All right, it's cool. Like a 1950 Chevy it's an older Chevy. We got it. I mean, it looks like a Bel Air or something, honestly. You know what? You probably know better than I do, Courtney. Courtney says you it's had a Bel Air. No she at least brought it down to the color. She did, and around the year. And yeah, I appreciate like the, the model. She's oh, no, no, I, and I'm not. It I'm not. Looks like and look, a 57 or a 59. If I'm specific, I am not shitting on that at all. I appreciate Courtney's attention to detail because I didn't take the time to bother to look up the fucking car. I just know, like Courtney said, this dude's got a nice ass car. So local college football star with his own house, fucking classic car. You know, sits there. Can uh, afford gold jewelry for his on again, off again girlfriend. Yeah, that we don't know if they're serious or not until she says, "I love you so very much," even though you've never fucked. And, and I'm sorry. Him. I'm sorry. It's a. Uh, I don't know. I will make it sound like sex is a requirement for being in love because obviously it's not. You know, if you want to wait, that's cool. You're missing out. I mean, I'll say that. Jesus, is this Bones Morality Hour? It's surprising Josh. that they sleep together. But no, I want to hear. Together. I want to hear Bones. Bone. Oh, no, no, I was just saying. Us. No, I was just saying. If you want to wait, that's cool. I'm just saying you're missing out. So he sits in his fucking car and just like, I don't know, pontificates life for a little bit and then finally drives off. And then Horace Pinker, like Josh said, fucking murders Allison and she bleeds gallons and gallons and gallons fucking blood everywhere. And I think more people die in this one house than they do anywhere else in the movie, don't they? Yeah. This is where all the bodies pile up. Yeah. This is why they refer to it as the shocker house. The shocker well, house. he has like a bad feeling before he leaves. And considering his last bad feeling, let him know his family was being murdered and he knew this guy was like out there after him. He kind of ignored it and just went on to practice like, eh, girlfriend's not here. Fuck it. So here's something else to consider, though, right? Yeah, exactly. We know, and especially once the revelation comes down later when they're beginning ready to execute Horace Pinker. But Jonathan's dad knows or his foster dad knows that Horace Pinker's Jonathan's father, right? Nobody bothers to fucking watch his house after they have a run-in with this guy. They're just like, no, nah, we're cool. Go do your business, bro. Even so, yeah, when, he was just after the girl. Even when he said it and told him he was, the foster dad was like, nah, fam, he's just bullshitting. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, that's kind of relevant information that should probably be included. I agree. Can I cut in just for mm-hmm. a minute? And Bone, sure. if you don't mind. I do. I would like for you to uh, no. to make a note of this and Absolutely maybe not. Uh, edit some music in this. And I think we should cut to a little segment we call, What is Daniel's Notes? What is Daniel's notes? I have nine pages of notes. That would take a long time. No, 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 no. I would just like to hear some random Daniel thoughts here. Is it okay, what is or okay, what are? Check it out. Here's what we're what gonna are? Do. I don't know. I don't. Me feel English. That's impossible. <laughs> Daniel, just read some random notes. Daniel's been kind of quiet. out We've everything, kinda, scene by scene. Yeah. What I'll kind of over I'll read like a line, right, from a scene. From like each page or something, you know, or I'll keep it to a few. But this is the very first line, okay? Okay, I'm ready. The title scene opens with a man fixing a, fixing a TV with a bloody knife and a wasting solder so he can watch his greatest hits of kills on the news. That's the first line of the movie. Love it. For me. Love Did it. You, I know that we're not we're, <laughs> we're not like electricians and we don't fuck with tools like that. <laughs> but if you know way what to, solder way to call is, us out, Daniel. I'm just saying. I do know his. I know what a soldering iron is. I do. I do. I do. He's literally just wasting solder. You remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> on his fucking There's just shoes. A pile of shit on his shoes. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's it's crazy. But to go on that because we did bring that up. It Keep is going, funny babe. Because um. It is funny because he's fixing these TVs. You remember how we, uh, well, not we, but people used to hack uh, their like TV VHS cards doors or whatever. <laughs> no, their, their TV cards for their like, like the satellite, satellite cards. Yeah. Yeah. They would hack the fucking car. Oh, right? yeah, it's yeah. Like he's hacking all of these TVs to just play fucking war shit. <laughs> like war scenes of people dying it's in destruction. The scene it's for so when he funny. gets raided. But okay, so that's, that's, that's okay. Here we go. All right. Hey, if it was a Rob, actually, if this was the Rob Zombie ver- version of this movie, it'd be all scenes of rape. Yeah. It would. Oh, I mean, literally, for sure. I would just have nine pages with rape spelt across the entire thing, and it's like, <laughs> yep, that's a Rob Zombie film. It's execution. Right? It's day. execution day, and the officers officers go to the uh, shocker's cell to get him to bring him to the chair. His only request was a TV set in his cell, jumper cables, candles, and a lighter. That was it. <laughs> These are just random. Uh, hey, you know what? Everything cool. I write isn't just a joke. Let's let, well, let's just, pick up, let's pick up there. That's a good spot to pick up. No, it's a great it's a great segue. Great let's, segue. Yeah. So yeah, you've moved it ahead. We're let's go to the execution because obviously you catch the fucker right. Like the first half of the movie is Horace Pinker alive, dragging his fucking foot around, murdering people. Jonathan and his uh, dad and the fucking Scooby Gang chasing them. Unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. They finally fucking catch him, though. Until Parker steps in. Yeah. They catch him, and Jonathan's like, hey, you know, I would have watched him die. And his dad's like, oh, we can't do that. And (laughs) he's like, no. Yeah, he's like, no. He resists for like two seconds. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we earned it. We both have. Fuck that guy. Let's do it. Exactly. He's like, I'll get us. uh, Talking to the mayor here. Of course we got Box seats. That's it. (laughs) He said, I'll get us box seats. Like, sir, it's one box for everybody, but okay. Well, he meant like the premium of the fucking premium. He meant center row on the front row. I have two rows. Fucking behind the whole plate. He wanted to be inside when it happened. Yeah. They uh, but when they like do the shit 
in the cell, you know, and he's praying. And this is this is where the movie starts getting fucking. I don't mind a movie getting off the rails. I think you need movies that go off the rails. It's I, a little I, out there. I, you know, if you don't make movies like that, then every movie ends up being the same, right? Like, yeah, but so the TV I'm, like kind of. Well, that's what I'm getting to. I'm not against movies being weird. I think there's a place for weird movies because if you don't have them, then everybody's just like, oh, we got to make the same fucking shit over and over. But when he's like, give it to me and this fucking. And it, it remi- and it reminded me for whatever reason of, uh, oh God, what's the name of the plant? Is it Aubrey from a uh, little shop of horrors? Yeah. And he's like, you know, and you know, he's like, feed me Seymour. These fucking giant lips or whatever come out, and it's like, you got it, baby. Yeah. It's a horrible uh, special effect. In like a spooky, sexy voice. Yeah. It's a horrible special effect that's immediately followed up, for me anyway, by the best special effect in the movie. And that's when Horace Pinker bites that dude's fucking lip. Oh, that, yeah. is, that is really yeah, good. That, that was, is really yeah, that, good. That was, I uh, cringe uh, when I see that shit. And then he the finger off yeah. and then gives up. Actually, I saw that they were it was uh, gonna they were gonna make it an X rating or a yeah. NC-17 or whatnot if they... Uh, they had to submit the movie 13 <laughs> times to get it down to an R rating. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. They had to chop it up. Times are different. Out. Really? Times are so different now. I mean, I'd like to see what got cut out. Well, it's Did, more of the demon... Saying you the, got yeah. it, baby. Yeah. The MPAA at this time was really cracking down on horror because uh, the new blood had just came out a year before uh, Friday Thirteenth, and they they cut that movie to shit. Now it's like this movie is pretty fucking tame. Exactly. One scene. It's so tame. But dude, seeing that lip fucking stretch out. No, it was gross. As oh shit. man. Yep. And, and he did that just for fun. That was the the fingers. Whenever he bit the fingers off of the next guy, they showed him spit him out. Yeah, and, they and then they lay that. next to him. Yeah, they made him. They made him cut the the uh, the spitting of it out to make it to where it wouldn't be an X rating. Oh. So to bring it down to an R. But they are sitting right beside him. Okay. So what they cut was him just spitting it out to yeah. the side. But we got it. We we can't just breeze over this fucking television set thing. Well, hold on. Yeah, like before before, before on we him. make your point this whole time, Bone. I want no. To say well, I was to say before be, before we go to that television. Now, I just want to say this. I'd rather the fucking finger spinning out be left in and have to see that lip get stretched out. That lip, it was that gross. lip, like really was. Not just trying to agree and shit, but that really was a badass effect because they just did it right. It looked it fucking nasty. It made good. my asshole pucker. Well, they what, had moments of it being good, but then shit just gets ridiculous. What my jaw drop moment was was the TV. Because I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty silly, you know, whatever. I'm they brought watching him in the TV and mounted and then the, it. Exactly, they fucking mounted the TV. I didn't even think about that. They mounted the fucking TV for him. The fucking nerd or the geek squad yeah. showed up at his cell with the jumper cables because yeah. that's clearly how you get a signal. But anyway, what the fuck ever. When that motherfucking static electricity come out and said, oh, yeah, baby. You got uh, it, baby. Yeah, you Get got it, right. it, baby. My fucking jaw dropped. And I was like, oh, That's shit. That's when Daniel checked out of the movie. He was done taking it serious after that. That's probably a good point to fucking jump out, if we're being honest. It's it's like it's trying to be so many different movies. And it was it was Final Friday before Final Friday was Final Friday. Or yeah. Jason goes to hell, whatever you want to fucking call it. Where all of a sudden, Horace Pinker's possessing. He's in. A, he's got yeah. the power of electricity. At least that's what we're led to believe because he's 
This fuck, I didn't know there was electrical demons. I didn't, I didn't either. I'm I didn't new. know that's how electricity works. And damn you, Thomas Edison and Nikolai Tesla for not telling us. I didn't, you know. They weren't but, smart. They were just summoning demons. Exactly. Sure. I mean, this power has been granted to us. But anyways, you just, you're led to believe like, he, oh, hey, he's got these electrical powers. But apparently that involves human possession also. And Jonathan immediately just knows. Yeah. Because he's, he's Jonathan Parker. That? Yeah, exactly. Like, how the hell do you not have any fucking dreams of this guy? Your entire life. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, he's by my foster parents' house. And then yeah, now you're having dreams of him. But didn't have the connection when he was, you know, hacking up. I mean, this movie has quite a bit of problems. But, you know, I want to double back on this because it astounded me. And I'm not really in my notes. I know where I'm at but and I, and I think they they do it twice but in my notes like I have it right here but you know we made jokes about the great Jonathan Parker I guess you don't make jokes about the great Jonathan Parker indeed you, you do not and report but it's so hilarious when the news is filming the funeral scenes yeah <laughs> and they're like going close up on him during his foster family's death. Yeah. It is. We've established I, the journalists are very unprofessional in their, like, conduct and hold descriptions. Hold on. That is true. That is true. They are. Are you talking about John Tesh? Because we're going to have to dial in this movie. We're going to have to fucking dial it back. That's John Tesh we're talking about. John Tesh is in this movie. Oh, I know. Like, Which fucking surprised me. Is that the blonde anchor? It is. Yes. Gotcha. What I, I what I thought that you were getting at, Josh, is something I noticed too. Because whenever they're showing this shit on the news, it's so funny because they're showing film footage and news footage and film footage. Even back then, especially back then, did not look the same. So it looks like they had a Hollywood production <laughs> filming this goddamn funeral. You know, whenever they're panning across everyone's yeah. faces, it's like, yeah, it's just <laughs> hilarious because you can tell the difference. So it's like, oh, my God, man. Oh, hey, did y'all like notice a- even the funeral, though, I think kind of represented Jonathan's relationship with Allison. The family's up front and Jonathan's like a row behind. And it's kind of like on again, off again. And the dad's like, now, nah, come on up. Stand yeah. up front with us. Yeah. Even though it's your fault that she's dead because she was near you and it was your dad, but yeah. come on up and here, you, son. You couldn't have a fucking vision to tell us Allison okay. was going to get murked? Yeah, exactly. Just like, okay. oh, shit, I guess never mind. We're going to jump ahead, but never mind. I was going to say if, something. I'll wait for that. If y'all don't mind, I'd like to read just my notes when uh, jo- Jonathan Parker is being filmed by the paparazzi. Um, the during, during the during the <laughs> funeral of his entire family, it's like uh, Jesus Christ. The news is fucking obsessed with Jonathan Parker. Jonathan Parker has pledged to play football to play in the football game next Saturday night, and we also have reports coming in that yes, Jonathan Parker had two bowel movements yesterday. We'll keep you posted <laughs> as more information comes in. Hey. So this is this is just gonna be fucking nerdy on my part, but Josh, I think you'll appreciate this. What fucking position did Jonathan play? Because it looks like tight end to me. It's got to be tight end, right? So, like I thought he was the quarterback. No, he was catching passes. <laughs> Cut that for Courtney. <laughs> just edit that out. Be like Courtney. Be like I thought that that it was an offensive lineman. 
football. What the fuck are y'all I mean, talking about? If we're being fair, not a lot of this shit was very clear. No, no, no. In your defense, this movie is shit. So, so my point with that though is right. It's like this is 1989, right? Yeah. That's no, no excuse, nobody Paul. was using the tight end. Exactly. As a That's what no. I was getting at. So when is the fucking tight end the star? Because he's lined up on the line. When so is Jonathan Parker. I think. I he guess was so. When was he a star? He was fucking up every time we saw him play. But they acted like he was the star. But dude, star sucked. Star local college football dude, player Jonathan Parker. His oh, elbow God. pads were wrist pads. <laughs> Did y'all notice that? Yeah. <laughs> so, dude. Oh, go man. ahead, Daniel. I'm just going on and on. No, about it's the time for Daniel's yeah. notes. Cue the music. Uh, yeah. Edit it in. Uh, yeah. There's no music. You just no. like you just like edit some music in. Like I have, which some. is I funny when cannot. you don't. Yeah. Edit you out. Just edit <laughs> fart noises. Daniel, old chum, you were saying. I was saying that uh, speaking more on Jonathan and how much everybody talks how great he is and how much they love him and shit. It's so funny because his coach, whenever, I forget when the fuck this happens, they have so many meetings and shit to, to plot, but I think it's the last one. He's like, no, it's whenever he's uh, telling him that he's jumping bodies. All right. Yeah. When they're and in the they, gym. Yeah. He's trying to tell everybody to get on board with a plan to try to beat this motherfucker. Right. Well, anyway, the coach is like, well, I don't understand because he ain't going to be able to catch nobody. Or he was like, no matter who he's in, they're not going to be able to catch you. You can run from anybody. But then you watch him running from that fucking cop past Scory or whatever. Yeah. Every fucking time they start a new scene, he is on his fucking heels, and Jonathan is sprinting. So in the scene, and the cop is overweight, is leaving him in his dust, and recently got they, to a car wreck. Yeah. And no. limp, he has the horse no. pinker limp, and That's has the horse limp. Hold up, that car wreck with that cop's in is a whole fucking segment because that's fucking crazy but anyway it's just so funny because it's like you can get away from anybody but he is hauling ass and we're visibly seeing him fucking running ridiculously but every time they and that's more of a trope than anything one of the little tropes that kind of it's a hard movie thing yeah where you're running away and they catch up with you yeah exactly talking about the coach though i think it's hilarious how horace couldn't possess the coach because the coach cared way too much about jonathan but his foster dad was up for grabs. Exactly. Like, that's so yeah. Up. <laughs> his foster dad apparently had doubts about Jonathan. He's like, mm, yeah. I don't know. The coach was on his fucking side, it, but his foster dad was possessable. It's only been 13 years, and I'm not sure if I care that much about you, Jonathan. The so. coach has only known him for a year, but you know. Hey, Josh, it looks like you got something you want to say, but before you say it, I just want to say, Shocker! Go ahead. <laughs> of course. I do, I do want to point out that uh, his girlfriend had an open casket. And was horribly murdered? And why not? Why Indeed. She looked beautiful. Everything she did. was perfect. Oh, no. And Jonathan Whoever was... did that did a good job. That that person, yeah. that Whatever fucking mortuary that is, fucking that's where I want to be taken care of when I die. Because, you know, I'm sure I'll leave a fat, bloated, purple <laughs> corpse. <laughs> that's not worth looking at. Yeah, it's so funny because whenever it comes to her ghost and her no, body hey, being can I, dead, be, before you get into the ghost, I, I do have something Jesus, I wanted to just let Daniel finish. Please, no, well, please, please. I do guess, don't go too deep into it because I do want to say something about that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Restricting buddy. Restricting my speech? No, never. <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're all the, I was going to say, hey, Daniel. It's just funny as you were talking about. 
about her, you know, having an open casket and all that shit. But then, like, he has a vision, one of several. And this is not going to be confused with this time, he's not scared, which is kind of confused, confusing because she's covered in blood mm-hmm. and they dyed her hair red, right? So if that's her look, then why the fuck was she blonde-headed, just fucking perfect for her funeral? But for this one vision he has, she's all fucked up. And he's like, oh, man. And he just kind of, he's a little kind of weary, but then he accepts it. Two fucking visions later, he is scared shitless of her out of nowhere. After saying, help me, help me, show me the way. She's like, oh, well, hey, here's what you, ah, and just runs the fuck (laughs) away. So I was hoping we wouldn't get into it before I brought it up, but since you since you've broached that subject so eloquently, let's talk about it. So there's two things in this movie that I do when I go back and watch it. When I went back and watched it, and I love Shocker. Um, We've established that we have, and I'm going to establish that again. You know, I'm a. I like it too. Thank you, Courtney. That's why you're here because you're a pal. <laughs> but there was two things in this movie that I'm just like Jesus fucking. Christ, this is horrible. One was the electricity just, demon where he's like, just you got this. it, baby. <laughs> the other one was the fucking ghost of Allison. And it's for the reasons Daniel said. Jonathan can't decide if he's terrified of this fucking ghost or if he loves this ghost. She's bloody one scene. The next scene, she's clean. And quite honestly, it's not needed at all. Also, you could have left this out. She tries to save the day with the fucking Care Bear stare yeah. against this motherfucker. <laughs> Care Bear stare. The first time she gets it. The first time she, she does. It straight beams out of her yeah. chest. <laughs> and then it sucks the power. Hold on, out of hold on, Daniel. Turn his fingers into outlets. I got. I got to know. <laughs> I got. Wall. I got to know. Which Care Bear was she? Which Care Bear would she be? Oh, what do you think? I don't know, man. I only the blue know one. Her, I would go with the blue one. I only know one she Care Bear myself. Melancholy. <laughs> the, the only one I remember is Tenderheart. Hmm? Yeah, raise your eyebrows all you want, Daniel. Don't act like you don't know any Care Bears. Or, no, or, it cut out. It cut out on us. We didn't hear shit. I said the only Care Bear I remember is Tenderheart. I don't even remember their names. I just remember like the shit that they had on them. Like I remember the blue one had like a storm and shit, you know. Well, yeah. which one f- was the virgin? That's the one that she probably was. It was that one. She was that one for sure. <laughs> the virgin Care Bear. <laughs> the, yeah, the Care Bear who hasn't been fucked. <laughs> Look, was- but they straight did have this bitch shoot a beam from her. Like first of all, if that was a possibility, why didn't she do that from the jump? Right. That's like, what the fuck crazy. were you waiting on? He was just out there killing you're, folks, and she's like, all right, now I guess I can. You're fucking saving your superpowers. <laughs> Rude. And then, like Daniel said, all of a sudden, Horse Pinker has to turn his fucking fingers into two-prong connectors. <laughs> to charge up. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, f- yeah, it's fucking stupid. Because- he, did, he didn't know. He prayed to Electrical Demon and didn't fucking know this is a possibility. How about the fact that he can make himself real? Like, he comes out as static and then turns real, so the possessing people was unnecessary from the jump. It's fucking stupid as shit, because it's like, okay, he can fucking go anywhere There's he wants so to much through the electricity. Movie. He can possess people just by them touching a lamp and getting zapped, whatever the fucking case may be. But he has to turn his fucking fingers into a prong? It's like yeah. he goes and he's like, oh no, a 210. What am I going to do? 
You know what I mean? It's like, dude, and then, and then it just sucks him in. It's so it's, crazy. Uh, it's um, let's not place. forget about the I'm nationwide, baby. Oh, my oh yeah, God. yeah. That's whenever he uploads to the fucking uh, cloud. Fucking satellite. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my God, man. And it just shoots him to one specific place across town. He's not that na- far. Yeah, exactly. He's nationwide, but <laughs> he goes two blocks over. Town. Yeah. Oh my God. And he's he's on the corner of Jefferson <laughs> and Stewart. <laughs> Oh man, he just went to the wireless cafe across the town. Wait, like, no, this was the eighties. This was the eighties internet cafe. That's no, right. He went it's to fucking a library. Look, he went to Zach Morris's fucking bag phone. That's yeah. true. Holy shit! Still, it's fucking fun. But yeah, the the fucking Allison ghost. I hate that shit. I don't have a problem with the electrical demon. I just have a problem with the fact that that's special effect was so bad when it immediately followed the lip. Fighting, which looked so good, and there's one other special effect that I was a fan of, and you may you may disagree with me, and that's cool. You know, it's okay to be wrong. But the way Horace's body looked when he come out, and he kind of looked like an old like 480p or 480i television projection. Oh yeah, yeah. that looked kind of cool. I liked that. It looked like when someone uses a green screen. Like on Reading Rainbow when he used to walk and there would be like hills behind him and shit. <laughs> but you That's can what it looks like. Definitely tell he was breaking the image and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Look terrible. I, I really don't have much in the way of too much to offer at this point, but I do want to mention like if my favorite part was the news reporter sticking their microphone in Jonathan Parker's face, talking to him about his just recently murdered family and asking him how he feels about it, which is great. Uh. I think my second favorite part of this movie is when Jonathan Parker gets arrested and Dad Don tells him, tells the cops to read him his rights. And the cop reads him his Miranda rights from a notebook because he hasn't memorized the Miranda rights. Because he doesn't know them. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But we've already seen these cops are not worth shit. I mean, still, I don't know what I expected and I'm still disappointed. (laughs) My Which, favorite part of the movie is on the satellite. Whenever Jonathan is like, I didn't know you had a heart condition. He was like, I don't. And I knew you'd knew that. You'd know that. Like, <laughs> but he didn't know that. It didn't help shit. Made no sense. <laughs> he made didn't. No sense. Right. Yeah. He literally Whoa. just said that. Jonathan's dad. I, I wrote that in my notes. And then I had to double. I had to. I had to like double check myself. I'm like, am I an idiot? Because I don't under. I thought I was having like a stroke. (laughs) I'm like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Jonathan's dad hadn't decided at that point if he cared enough about Jonathan to let him know about his heart condition. The only reason Horace exited him was because he went nationwide to the next block over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He went T-Mobile. Can can we talk about uh, with the radio being a worse shot than a fucking stormtrooper? Dude, I, yeah, exactly. Because I got that in there too. Pasquale or whatever? No, Horace. No, when he was, he was fucking shooting at Jonathan. No, just any time in the movie, no matter what. He shot like 60 times. And missed every, uh, except for the one shot where he hit Jonathan in the arm, which didn't fucking play a factor. Well, Jonathan is fast and he's zigzagged. So. The zigzag threw him off, I think. Well, and I guess when he hit that one bullet, he was like fucking Superman and just kind of bounced off of him. Yeah, he was juking those bullets. Also, even without the 
well, with the arm injury, Jonathan ran like a hunchback. So I don't know where that football <laughs> shit came from because he really did like hobble like fucking Quasimodo out of there. Before exactly before he even fucking gets hurt at all throughout the movie, his run is this like Quasimodo's perfect. That is, I couldn't even think of anything more. But it fucking looks so ridiculous. I, like he's already getting in mode for when he gets shot and has to act like he's injured. And he goes hardest when Horace is in the little girl. Wait, but that sounds bad. But y'all know, like, possesses the little girl. Um, That's the most violent and aggressive he gets. Like, once once Horace is in a little situation, he's like, okay, I'm going to take advantage and fuck this kid up. And that little girl limping was ridiculous. (laughs) Running shit. (laughs) Well, and, you know, and I I had this in my notes, too, man. And it just goes back to fucking Wes Craven hitting the same notes. But Horace Pinker being foul mouth, just like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. But one way other thing. Dramatic. Yeah. Well, one other thing that I noticed in the movie too that kind of uh, and like I said, I like the movie. I know I've said that a bunch of times. It's kind of like Daniel's older brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I'm the oldest. Where did you get that information? Younger brothers. I don't know. Whatever. You got brothers. I've got brothers. We've all got brothers except for Josh because nobody loves him. Everyone's my brother. Did y'all notice? That all the ghosts in the movie whispered. She was all well. She was. I don't remember any other ghosts other yeah, than neither. the girlfriend. Just, there, the ghost, right? there was a scene where the other ghost showed up with the people that Horace Pinker killed, and they whispered too. Oh yeah, at the lake. But that yes. was a dream. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't but even they remember. But that. they whispered. Do you remember that? I don't remember them whispering. What about that voice? That sounded pretty professional, right? It did. I don't remember it sounding too professional. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. Oh, yeah. We forgot to touch on the fact that he spontaneously combusted and just cremated himself on the electrocution room floor. Yeah, seriously. And it's funny because they used the same effect they used for, I think, Freddy in the first one. Wasn't it the first one? Did he do Th- that? They did. It like, was... I wrote that in my notes. Like, his face gets burned just like Freddy's. And that is in the first yeah. one, right? But the only burns that stay on his body are on the top of his head. Like when you see him yeah. again or whatever, they yeah. only show that part, which is from, wait, no, that's from the, I mean, that is from the, the cap or whatever yeah. in, the, in the chair, but like, it's just crazy. But what I was going to do is this, cause we've been all over the fucking place and some of these people might not have ever seen it or plan on watching it. No, we have been, yeah, crazy. It's been, it's, it's been mayhem. Well, so we can we do go. a recap real quick. This is going to be the recap, okay? I'm going to get us at least to the park, all right? So here you go. You see a guy fixing a TV set, all right? And then fucking, you see a guy practicing football. Look, you right? don't even have to go through it that detailed. It's like there's no, a serial no, killer. Let, let's let Daniel roll with it. Let's all let right. Daniel go with it. <laughs> this is my thoughts on this fucking movie, right? Okay, so Three then, minutes or less. Do it. Yeah, seriously. So we find out this guy plays football. That's great. All right. He's supposed to be awesome. All right. Well, he goes home with his girlfriend and he has a nightmare where he sees two people being murdered and he's in the room and they're asking him to help, but he's not. He wakes up in a fright. Turns out he gets a call from his dad. You need to get home or somebody fucking calls him. Probably coach or fucking Batman or something. Because he says, dad, it's a family. Okay. Yeah. But then he immediately goes home. The family's fucking dead and he had the vision he knew he saw the guy right he saw his van they go find him they try to get him they fail horribly he gets away he goes and kills, kills some more four people. cops he kills cops he kills another whole another fucking family 
And then he's about to kill that second family, I think, whenever they actually, he's like, this is where he's going to be. I had a dream because of the psychic yeah. connection he has with this fucking stranger. And uh, what, the, wait, what did they call him? The Family Slasher. Wasn't that it? I think so. I think that was his, like, serial killer name. But anyway, they catch the motherfucker. And uh, they electrocute the motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, he has the power to jump into other bo- people's bodies. I am skipping that he did a seance in his fucking cell. Well, we for covered his that last. extensively. But yeah, exactly. So now that he's able to control electricity, now he's jumping through people. First, through the doctor checking his pulse after he gets electrocuted. And then she fucking trips the fuck out when that all right now we're here let's talk about scenes whatever they are riding away with this bitch in the back seat the doctor the doctor chick and then they're like are you okay she's like i'm fine and then she goes up and just turns this fucking guy the passenger side's head all, all the, the way, way around. around and then she gets up on this motherfucker and she's story. what is she doing to him she's like Destraying licking him, him and shit she's and fucking with him and makes him drive into a fucking tanker that explodes and it disintegrates everything <laughs> and except then, for her except for her and past story and past well no she probably did die in it yeah, but, but he, he didn't. was the only one that survived. He was thrown from the huge explosion that disintegrated that fucking car. <laughs> now he's in him, and then they start then, getting chased. When do they get into Jonathan. the little girl? In That's, the park when Pastori is chased. Because Pastori or Pinker yeah. both show up. And that's when Jonathan's like, go check with the landlady. She's dealing with the house, whatever, and his dad just so happens to call at that time and be like, hey, we can't find him. It's weird. But anyway, so just checking in. See you later. And he runs out the back. Dude chases him, shoots at him 500 times and misses, and then they end up in the park where the body is now wore out and he has to get somebody else, so gets somebody that he shoots in the spine. (laughs) Yeah, he fucking shoots the, the biker and then jumps in the, in the spine for 10 to seconds. where dude can't walk, but then hops in and the body's cool, good to go. This with the limb. The mm-hmm. yeah. The second half of this movie is, or not the second half, but like I guess the second act. I don't know. Josh is better at the structure than I am, but there's a large portion of this movie that's just fucking horse pinker chasing Jonathan through the park. Through the park, yeah, yeah that's the yeah. Yeah. majority of the movie. It is. Yeah. He, he jumps through five different people like, or some shit. He throws the, the locket that'll save everything into the lake, which is apparently doable to get not, on your own without a, anything. Not just the locket, but the pickaxe that he could have hit, hit him with or killed him with. Yeah, no, and he threw that fucking pickaxe like 500 yards. It was impressive. And that goddamn pickaxe, he launched that fucking dude. Well, now we see where Jonathan Parker got his fucking football I guess from. so. He learned Clearly from this random construction worker. But yeah, man, it's so funny because he, he he flips and flops. He goes from uh, the doctor to the cop. The cop goes to his house. Then he chases him through the fucking park and then wears out, shoots a fucking biker. Gets, gets in him, him, then gets in the little girl. And then girl. he gets into the little girl because the biker body ain't no fucking good. And like I said a second ago, that fucking <laughs> limp with that little girl was fucking ridiculous. It was like, was what are we watching? Was it the little watching? girl who got into the bulldozer? Yes. Yeah. 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 And then he jumps into the mom, then a construction worker, and then Jonathan runs off after dude tosses the pickaxe and the locket that will had nothing to do with pinker but will apparently extinguish his demon Dude, soul seriously that was another big because one because the key to everything was their love man 
I, I was like <laughs> some random shit that she just received yesterday. Yeah, it didn't yeah. mean shit to and, her, and actually. You could see it on her face that she didn't even like the gift. I mean, it was kind of ugly. Well, ugly. you probably get it from the Walmart jewelry department for like 35 bucks. You got the from the Walmart gum ball machine. Are you kidding me? That's straight from the fucking minds of <laughs> Sierra Leone. I love okay? how that's the thing that will like banish him to hell forever. I love how that's the random fucking thing. It's not like his favorite TV remote or the keys to his van. You know? <laughs> or a TV guide. <laughs> um, fucking locket for Jonathan's girlfriend. It should have been a TV guide. Oh my god, it should have been his favorite clicker. That's some funny shit. <laughs> for whatever reason, there's a part of me that likes, I don't know, I get a kick out of child actors or actresses cussing. So yeah. when she oh, yeah. when she jumped in the fucking bulldozer and she was just like, you know, whatever, whatever. I can't remember what she said. For whatever reason, the word cocksucker comes to mind. Yeah. It probably was. I was thinking it was probably something like eat shit, fuckhole. I think he <laughs> only used her. Random shit. Because that's right around the time Poltergeist came out, yeah. and that girl very much looked like the star of Poltergeist. Yeah. You know, like if you just glance or didn't look at the name or whatever, you'd think it might be the same. They look, you know. He capitalized on that shit. There was no reason to include the kid other than to have a kid cussing and him have an opportunity to beat a kid up in a park full yeah, of people. He had an opportunity to tackle that little girl like <laughs> twice hard. <laughs> Threw the mom off and she's just like, oh no. Yeah. But um, Pinker, I mean, uh, Jonathan does eventually get away at the park. So where does everyone think that he goes? First order of business. Naturally to the gym. Naturally to the gym and to the team. To the team to who the apparently story. is ride or die. Yeah. And we like to yeah. talk about that too when he was they, talking to the coach and he was, you know. They haven't even been so there. Like his dad is more skeptical of that shit. He's seen it. Yeah. Are we gonna and ignore the team the is just like, cool. Also, Pinker got there first to hide oh, before yeah. they got to where the fuck they were because he was in the bleachers Fucking limping <laughs> and got there first. Just sat there silently and was like, fuck it, I'll find out their plans. Yep. And then can't possess the coach because the coach loves him too, mu too much. So he possesses the other people. The girlfriend does the Care Bear stare and tries to save the day. But he, you know, does the two-finger charge shit in the outlet. And then they run through television shows. But the news is also reporting on that. Because, <laughs> you know, there are people calling in telling them they see Jonathan... And Pinker running. I, I like. They're not well, even bringing up Pinker. They're like, "Holy shit, Jonathan Parker's on my TV." How about oh the God. local news though, being like, "Yo, this guy just told us that we're going to see something that's fantastical, and it's probably not true, but whatever. We don't have anything else to do. Let's just sit here in his bedroom and we'll wait. We'll just wait. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Like, while he goes and takes a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's very much. While this dude's sleeping. Nancy. Very much like Nancy, like, I'm going to be here. Just I'm going to bring him out. Just be here waiting for me. But at least, that, much yeah, it, at least that only included Johnny Depp, her boyfriend. He had yeah. an obligation because I, if I'm if I'm wrong or if I'm remembering correctly, they hadn't fucked yet either in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And so he was in it for the pussy. The I'm news surprised. team was just like, dude, there's well, nothing else Jonathan happening. This, yeah, it's the fucking mayor. Let's hang around. I'm surprised he didn't get Barbara Walters. Honestly, I mean right. for real. Well, you, you got John Tesh, and what was but he was a part? They, he was a part of Entertainment Tonight, right? Yeah, maybe after yeah. this movie. So they get stuck in the TV, right? Yeah, because because his watch is off. Yeah, 
Like, that's the whole deal. And it's funny because to step back real quick before we get to that, it is hilarious that he's sitting there. Josh, you know you love it. He's dude. Josh, you're going to love it. I mean, the more we talk about it, it's like, I forgot how fucking bananas this is. You're going to love this more, Josh. They were doing drugs when they wrote it for sure. So Pinker is sitting in the bleach in the under the bleachers listening to the plan, right? With his hard hat on. And then you're like, oh shit. Pinker Pinker knows the plan. Now he's gonna be able to stop them from what they're trying to do. And then he just goes to Jonathan's house. And wait. <laughs> and then he, he tries to take over Pac-Man, but Pac-Man's love for Jonathan is too strong. He can't get into him, so he takes over the coach. And will... then he kills coach kills Pac-Man and he's waiting for Jonathan, right? Well, after that scuffle is done, why in the fuck aren't you going to try to kill the whole squad of people that are about to hey. go and cut the lights out in the town <laughs> and kill you? To <laughs> be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Pinker's an idiot. Well, to, <laughs> to be to be fair, he did smash the diving mask. Oh Dude. shit! But what to the fuck be fair, is a diving mask going to do at nighttime? I don't know, but they made a big deal about that shit. A ghost guy. It's just goggles. Look, I know, I know, right? It's just bullshit? a fucking pair of goggles. We went through all of that bullshit with the diving mask, and we could have look. The girlfriend, the ghost girlfriend, not only could have done it herself with the whole light beam shit, she just gave it to him in a dream anyway. He didn't even actually have to fucking go get it. But so, she spent a lot of time and a lot of lives. Why didn't she give it to him again in a dream? Immediately. Yeah, just save him the trouble of having to fucking dive into the lake. And fun fact, I, I, I found this out. she she died. She wanted more people to be victimized. Probably. Doing a little research on the movie. Peter Berg got hypothermia while in the doing, lake. Yeah, doing the lake scene. Oh, was but it that cold? For Apparently, doing that pointless ass fucking. Yeah, scene that, that wasn't exactly. even necessary. Story, he almost dies. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, because that's the thing. He goes into this fucking lake in this dream and fucking dives. Can't get the shit and. Tries to trap him in the TV. That doesn't work. He ends up in his foster dad because the foster dad don't give a shit. So he can easily <laughs> take him over. Yep. Foster dad fakes a heart attack. And apparently he's supposed to just know that that means that that's not him. And then he goes nationwide to the next block over. Yeah. Nationwide. Because so <laughs> going back to the uh, him taking his dad over and shit, like, because after the coach thing, dad comes in. And then he gets, he's like, what the hell? It's so dark yeah. in here. And he gets shocked, right? And now he's Pinker. Because Pinker, he went into the outlet. Yeah, we had covered that earlier. That's the point whenever his girlfriend pops up, you know, Care Bear staring all this shit. And then he has to go recharge with the outlet and get sucked in. Well, then girlfriend, girlfriend disappears. Dad comes through the door. What the hell's going on? Jonathan tells him. He goes to turn a light on and gets shocked. Now he's Pinker. got Pinker in him and all that. So now he starts to chase after him after telling his guys to arrest him but that's fucking whatever another thing i don't know if anybody else noticed because they arrest him and they put him in the car that's what josh was talking about with reading the miranda rights off of the card or whatever yeah well he's in this fucking car and his boy rhino rhino yeah, yeah. when after he gets arrested his buddy rhino comes in in the clutch like he comes out of nowhere busts him out of that fucking car he gets out of that police car he's good to go they run he gets away, right? And then Lieutenant Pinker, John's dad. Yeah. Shocker. 
He fucking runs after him, gets in that fucking car. When he pulls away in that car, this is what I was trying to tell you. That fucking window is repaired. There, there's no busted out window. <laughs> I know that that's small things, but it's like, that's just hilarious to me. Whenever it's like, what are you fucking doing? But anyway, he chases him. They run all over town, end up at the fucking tower like y'all were talking about. And then he goes nationwide. But I'll be honest, what I, I don't remember about any of dad. that. And I told Daniel this. I'm like, this movie's too fucking long. It's way too fucking long. <laughs> it is kind of. Well, and I was checking out towards the end. If you cut out the Allison ghost shit, you could have streamlined it a little more. Yeah. The whole thing could have done without but, Allison. You, no, 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 no. Look, they, look, they I'm paid that actress. Look, I don't think Allison was bad. I actually liked Allison. What you could cut out, uh, and this was going to be saved for my final thoughts, was Pinker doesn't become Shocker until like 40 minutes in. Shocker! Yeah. He's just the TV repair guy before Yes, then. you could cut out all of that. You could yeah. just make him... Shocker from the beginning, and then you could recap real Parker. quick everything that yes. had happened. That's the problem. I, I mean, think, there's a lot of problems with this movie. I, but I it's think too the I, well, I think the idea was that this would become like a franchise. So you have this movie that establishes Horace Pinker. I mean, Craven right. was, was really betting on himself. Yeah, and it didn't happen. So in hindsight, hey, but going back to what Daniel said, and this needs to be said, man, Rhino is a bro. That dude. Took a lot of shit on faith. Oh, yeah. And was, and was just like, right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, you know he what? Ride or die. You're telling me these stories about some fucking demon that can travel through light sockets and shit and a static demon. Yeah. And then fucking possess little girls who know how to drive bulldozers and shit. But, cool, bro. I'm there for you, buddy. What do you need? But he's like, in you want fairness, me to commit a felony and cut no power pro- to the city? Yeah. Down. No, no problem. Got him. Let's do it. The coach was ride or die, too. Very true. Yeah, really Very was. true. Like, Immediately, he's like, fuck it, let's kill him. Killed. But Man, you know what? Like, the, no, you, you'll kill the body. He's like, you, fuck it, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know what the coach didn't have, though? What? A cool nickname like Rhino. He really didn't. He didn't. Yeah. He was just coach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, fuck him. Yeah. He's not he's Rhino. For. Yeah. Hey, okay. and what, the, the assistant, though, was that one of the Ramies? Yeah, it was Ted Ramey. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, moving on. Um, Wasn't that it? That was the end of the movie. He goes nationwide, right? No, no, they find across the TV channels. Fuck, I checked out. I thought that came before. Shocker! (laughs) Whenever they go into the people's uh, living room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy's looking for the cheese. And she's like, audience participation. participation. Exactly. Jesus. The husband, the whole time while this fight's going on, is just looking for cheese spread. That's all he fucking is looking for. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Dude. Where's the cheese spread? In a plaid suit. They get done fucking channel surfing, and a whole bunch of ridiculous ensues. Yes. And finally. They end up at the live stream that are not. Wow, well, this is that. That's that's <laughs> from two thousand twenties. Yeah, the that's Twitch not a live stream, stream but it's <laughs> just live television news broadcast yes. of them just waiting, looking at a raggedy Ann doll or some shit in this room. Yeah, and then finally, whenever he switches it on the TV remote to that channel, he shoves Pinker back into the TV, and they go into that channel. So now that's actually happening, but not inside the room in reality, yeah, just on TV. Just on TV. And they're all able to see it on monitor. 
So he's got him trapped in there, and then they cut the fucking power to kill Pinker. But none of that shit works. Jonathan gets fucked up because of his watch being Yeah. Anyway, they eventually... How the fuck did Pinker know his watch stopped ticking? Yeah, for real. Oh, he could hear that it was dead. Duh. That shit's crazy. But but fucking Jonathan Parker, who had all the abilities in the world... Fucking didn't know. Like didn't I figured, know. I figured Jonathan Parker at this point would have been a watchmaker also. Also, yeah. he screams no wait from the room that he is, like his group of friends across town at the power station are going to hear him and be like, oh shit, pause. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, hold on. Look, I know we're trying to finish this thing up, but whenever they get to the fucking, uh, when they get to the, the power station or whatever, the whole fucking plan's been laid out. But then... Rhino's telling this kid, he's like, all right, hey. He was like, it's locked. He said, pick it. And he was like, that's a felony. And he's like, no, that's a lock pick it. So he's like, okay, and pulls out a lock picking kit out of his fucking pocket. And he, he just wanted confirmation lock. that everybody was down and before he, he committed the, the felony. <laughs> he was like, I'm down. Look, look, I hear your plan. I'm down with every bit of it as long as there ain't no locks on nothing because I'm not going to break one. <laughs> It's like makes I'm no gonna smash sense. the power grid, but the lock I cannot <laughs> yeah. do. I'm sorry. <laughs> worried about hey. the lock, but he took a crowbar to that fucking power station. Oh, and, and like Daniel said, I know we're trying to wrap up too, man. But what about that fucking TV remote that Jonathan had? Oh yeah, oh, that my was God. my final thought. Yeah, that shit was huge, man. That looked like a fucking brick that you throw through a window. Oh, I like thought Zach that you Morris's were going phone. a different direction. <laughs> The no, fact that they used that to control him and yeah. Oh, that fucking beat his no. ass like a well, fucking video game. Dude. It was like a Wii remote. Yeah. yeah. But that fucking remote apparently had fast forward, rewind, pause. Come on. Yep. That shit didn't have all those functions. But while he was paused, he could still talk, look yeah. around. Yeah. So his lips were paused. Pause. Yeah, right? And then whenever the final shit happens, he destroys him, right? By turning the I, TV off? Yeah, but I fucking yeah it's like it he gets spit out he's in his room or whatever and then he um turns the tv or well, the tv gets destroyed and broken right and you still hear fucking pinker screaming his soul or whatever the fuck like scream but there's no power to the motherfucker it's just on fire so jonathan says power off or he didn't say that that's crazy but he did say something remember. equally as stupid and then he fucking presses power to turn off the fire. Turn and off the, the fire soul. Stops when he gets power. And then the, he walks outside happily ever after. Yes. People and then fucking guy. credits no roll immediately. Yeah. And he, he walks out on the street and like everyone's rejoicing, even though they had no fucking clue what Jesus was going on. Christ. Confused about the power outage. And he's like, yeah, we did it, Allison. We did it. Oh my god! Before we do it, five stars. <laughs> Fucking seven, Easy. buddy. Easy. Before we do a, a quick recap, I would like to go back to Daniel on his notes. Are you on another Daniel's notes? I want a Daniel section? notes. Go to the back yes. where shit's I'm, getting I'm crazy. Look at the very. Uh, All right. He walks outside, and the whole neighborhood is talking about the power outage. Now that he's possessed by his dead girlfriend, he asks if she sees the beautiful starry sky. She replies yes, and he smiles and walks down the street. <laughs> fucking wow. <laughs> Dude, I could, fucking notes on that shit. I could <laughs> listen to Did you, did you to have Daniel. fucking wow on there? Yeah, yeah it says yeah. fucking wow. 
I can listen to Daniel read like children's books and then fall asleep to it. It's so great. It is. So I mean, we can agree the movie is absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, that love it nonetheless. I enjoy yes. watching it every time. But it is, I get, I get why. If you've never seen it before, now you are, or especially listening to our summary of it, you would not be interested. But uh, I think, I think the, that's on the contrary. Well, I think people are gonna be like, I it's an sales, adventure. The sales are about to spike by like twenty people. <laughs> Yep, they're like, I gotta see this because you're welcome. It's that crazy. It's it's an adventure you have to see for yourself to believe yep, it you for have sure. To see to believe. So yeah, let's get to those final thoughts and rankings for the movie, Daniel. Uh, here's my final thoughts for Shocker. I did not see this movie before watching it now, and uh, it is pretty. It's pretty silly. They have a lot of way out there crazy shit, but. For me, I get I'm entertained by that. You know what I mean? If I'm sitting there thinking like I want to watch an old school 80s, 90s bad horror movie, Shocker's probably still not going to be up there in one where I'm like, "Hey, I want to watch Shocker." You know what I mean? But I can respect it in that It's awesomely bad. Yeah, like it's entertainingly bad. Yeah. I can respect it for that. You know what I mean? But we'll overwatch it again. I'm sure I'll probably watch it once or twice. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> so, my ranking on it, after my final thoughts, is going to be two. A two. Two. We are doing our letterbox rankings now. We're putting our scores in. So, after this episode airs, we will be locking in our scores. And you can check them out on Letterbox. You can comment. Josh. Real quick, keep it simple, keep it quick. But like he said, you were you were missing for your uh, for people under the stairs, tarantula, and they. So what? Try to keep it quick. You know, we're trying to finish things up. But Hold what on. Is your, uh, rankings on that. What is they? Or them? What the fuck ever? We already recorded it. I don't have God to remember the name don't anymore. Don't you disrespect them, you son of a bitch. <laughs> them. <was> good. Them. <laughs> them. It has an exclamation point. That's because we were calling it the episode "They versus Us" the whole fucking yeah. time. Daniel, them versus Tarantula. Daniel, can I say something? What's up, buddy? You're fucked Shocker! up. Shocker! Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, Josh, just throwing that out there, and then we'll get Courtney's final thoughts. But yeah, man, what uh, on those three? What's your uh, ratings? Yeah, I'll. I'll I'm say sorry, Courtney. The stairs because it sort of coincides okay, with the uh, Shocker rating. Um, them, I never watched a feature creature, uh, honestly, before Bone had picked these. And them was, I don't know, I wish I'd been on the episode with you guys because them was quite a surprise. And I can see why it's considered a classic. And the second half of the movie, when it turns into a um, detective story, it was, it was so beautiful. Them, I highly recommend to anyone who's just wanting to sort of dive into that period of Hollywood. I would give it, I think I rated it on Letterboxd three and a half. That could go up to four on any day. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, them was surprisingly good. It really was. It, it was, yeah, it, it surprised me. Tarantula, um, Tarantula, it lost me in a lot of places. It, it, it got tedious watching it. Um, 
there are certain things that you can enjoy as to poke holes at. Obviously, Clint Eastwood's in it, and you can take that <laughs> from it. But it's it's it, tarantula is one star. It it bored me. If I'm be honest. God damn! I think you rated it two. No, I think I rated it one. Um. What about people under the stairs? Did you say that you were going to save that for when whenever you do uh, Shocker? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, cool. Like I said, because it, it sort of goes hand in um, hand. I always bit of a feel like up. they go hand in hand. I always relate one with the other. That's how we even. Well, it's, it's craving from 89 to 91. It, it sort of just goes together. I will say I prefer people under the stairs more than Shocker. But go ahead, Courtney. With I could say that, too. Yeah. I would say that, too. Because I've watched people under are the stairs. Are we going with my rating before. now? But yeah. We yeah, are. Go ahead, Courtney. Rating. Okay, shocker is different than People Under the Stairs. Like, I thoroughly enjoy People Under the Stairs. I love that movie. Shocker, I enjoy. It's funny, but I enjoy it because, like, at this point, like, I like to dick on it. It's funny. There's a lot of ridiculous shit that's fun to make fun of. So it's enjoyable to watch as far as, like, whether or not it's a good movie. I mean, let's be real. It's not the greatest of movies. I give it a three because I enjoy it so much because it's fun to dick on, not because it's a great, you know, movie. It's not a great piece of cinema, but it's enjoyable to watch. So it's very different from people under the stairs for me but i give it a three because i enjoy dicking on it so hell yeah thank you courtney that's why you're and, in this uh, episode and that's what it is because when we were talking about this it was like you're when it comes to the ratings it's like not what do you think the mass majority would rate something you know it's just like what do you feel like how your your enjoyment of the movie like your level which enjoyment doesn't necessarily equal a fantastic movie i enjoy bad movies there are a lot i like b movies so it's enjoyable to watch for me sometimes they're fun whenever they're bad because it's like you see that it's i wouldn't watch it as much as i watch people under the stairs like we mentioned last time that's in our routine for yeah. the Halloween movie well, shit that we do. We watch Shocker's every, not every in October. there with us. You know what? That. Shocker doesn't have a quote that's as good as and maybe the president will make me the secretary of pussy. That's very true. Yeah, it that, does not have a zinger like that. That's going to be the winning line for sure. Yeah, you got it, baby. Don't hit <laughs> as hard. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead, Bone. You go next. Oh, no, no. Let's go let Josh go. Okay, yeah. Because I have um, to offset this negativity with positivity. Hey, I wasn't with, negative. With, the care, with the Care Bear flower <laughs> shower, whatever the fuck it was called. It's called the Care Bear stare. Okay, cool. He said the flower shower. <laughs> I thought it was the Care Bear golden shower. <laughs> that's a different movie. That's on. Uh, that's a Rule 34 thing, Daniel. Oh. Well, you know, I didn't watch Shocker when I was younger. And I didn't watch the people under stairs when I was younger. Uh, I watched them later in life. So the nostalgia factor um, doesn't exist. And because I watched both of these movies in sort of recent succession, as a first-time watcher, I see Craven as a guy who he's trying to figure things out, and he just doesn't get it, honestly. He, he didn't... Shocker could have worked on either level, maybe as a horror movie or as a horror comedy. But horror because comedy Craven, for sure. But Craven can't find that middle ground. He doesn't. It wasn't know, serious enough, and it wasn't funny enough. And and that's the problem because there's certain things that Craven he wants to throw in everything because he 
it, it, to me, it feels like a man who's under pressure because of the success of Nightmare on Elm Street. And then he had Deadly Friend, which failed. He didn't write it. And then he had The Serpent and Rainbow, which I really need to revisit. But he seems like a man. His next two movies, Shocker and, and The People on the Stairs, to where he's like, I have things to say, and I want to say them. And, and throughout the movie, I, we didn't touch on it. And I didn't want to touch on it because it, it didn't make the podcast more interesting. But there are th- certain things in this movie to where you'll hear like the background uh, newscasters talk about like how many people have died in unjust wars. And when Jonathan Parker gets thrown into the TV set, like it's all war. And it's like Craven wants to make a, a statement on war, but he doesn't know how to do it. He wants to make a statement on TV. He doesn't know how to do it. With the people under the stairs, he wants to make a statement on um, gentrification, but he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. And he, he has these good ideas, but he can't follow them through. And Shocker... He shouldn't. It, again, we, we discussed it earlier. He's like George Lucas. He has these kind of good ideas. He shouldn't write the script because certain things just fall through the cracks and they mean nothing. And then on top of that, it gets kind of kind of fucking silly. People on yeah. the stairs got Looney Tunes when it should have went. I love that movie, though. But it should have went more in one direction. You know what? If you're going to do kink... And people on the stairs with the gimp and uh, Everett McGill's character go full out kink. Uh, the people, and it wasn't even the people under the stairs, it was the people in the fucking basement or cellar. And he doesn't know what to do with this, and he didn't know what to do with the people under the stairs. Um, Wes Craven, at, at this moment, I mean, you really, if I was keeping it with movies at this time, like you wouldn't trust him with much. Even though he created Nightmare on Elm Street, which is, even then, when you watch it now, like there are certain things to where you're like, this story is great. Maybe the screenplay needs a little tightening up. People on the Stairs is one and a half stars, and Shocker's one. Wow! That is surprising. I figured you were going to give Shocker like half a star. No, I mean, the performances are good. And man, the performances are not good. Mitch Pelegi is terrible. In no, that no, movie. no, he is horrible. But I like, I do like Peter Berg. I like I do him like, though. I like Kate McKinnon. The dad like, I liked, does his uh, job. Mitch Pelegi in Sons of Anarchy loved his character in that, so he's likable. I enjoy him. But like I even told Daniel when we were rewatching it, I was like, you know, as far as acting goes, he got so much better later on in his career. Like his acting itself is so much better. Like. He's fucking great in Sons of Anarchy, and he's in the entirety of the show. But, but no, I mean, maybe you're trying to sell me to go less then, because you know what? The movie should work with Horace Pinker as a villain, and he doesn't. So maybe it is a half a star. Are you ready? I like like Peter Berg. Josh, you know, we shit on him about being pessimistic and stuff like that, and it's all in fun. But he does have some valid points. Um, Wes Craven's probably punching above his weight, trying to speak on things that maybe he doesn't know how to articulate very well. He has some ideas and maybe he's not the right person to put them into a script. I do enjoy shocker. I saw it when I was younger. There's a part of me that 
loves the movie. It's silly. It's stupid. It has a, you know, a heavy metal soundtrack, which is always cool. But it, there's parts of it that's dumb. There's the Allison Ghost, which I think is stupid. There's the electricity entity that's pretty dumb. You know, I don't even know if I'd necessarily consider it a horror movie because only the first part of it's kind of horror, and then the second part is just. I'm it's not sure what it would be. Like supernatural. It's, well, it was yeah. almost, it's, it's almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's almost like Wally Cody and Roadrunner. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, Horace Pinker's it's, chasing. Chasing it felt like Natural Jonathan. Born Killers towards the end, where Natural Born Killers knew it was a parody. So Shocker thought it was being serious. So there's yeah. there's that part where like you know, hey, it's a good time. If it comes on the TV, I can watch it. You know, but like I can have a good time with it. So I'm gonna give this movie two rankings. Only when I was gonna count though, but you know, when I was just to basically take a big dump on Josh's head because why not? So from the fan standpoint, Shocker's a four. It's a good time. Shit happens. People die. It's a fun movie. But from the more realistic, hey, I'm looking at this objectively. It's like a, I'm not going to say a half a star or a one. That's really low. And there's some really shitty fucking movies out there. I'd say two stars. I'd probably put it where I put people under the stairs. There's some ideas there. There's some things that could be done better. Kind of like Josh said, and kind of like we hinted at in this podcast or in this episode, is maybe Wes Craven's not the person to flesh them out. And I think you kind of see that when you go back and you watch a movie like scream where he had somebody working with him and was able to do the dialogue and kind of articulate it better than he can. Yeah. And develop the characters into where you care about them more. There's no reason to care about Jonathan Parker's family. There's no reason to care about Allison. There are characters that are introduced and there are characters that immediately die. And the way yeah, they introduce they're them, they're not even very likable. Yeah. So why do you care about their connection to him? It's no, it's no like, oh shit, dude, Jonathan's girlfriend just got murdered by Horace Pinker. I'm so sad. It's like, no, this shit happened in the first 15 minutes. She's dead. Now we got this stupid fucking ghost that's going on. Whatever. Blah blah blah. It has some cool things that happen. It's a fun movie to watch. But as far as like, if I was saying like. Yeah, if I was looking at it subjectively, and if I'd never seen the movie, then yeah, it'd be like a two. It's it's not good movie, um, but it's not, enjoyable. Exactly, <clears throat> and and we've hit on this before. It's okay to like bad movies. Not every movie's gonna be great, and not every movie should be great, and not every movie should be super serious. And this is one of those movies that's not super serious. Now, I do think it could have been done better. But the problem is this movie doesn't even know what it is, though. The same with the people on the oh, stairs. Oh, wait. That's I thought these problem. were my thoughts. Well, no, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, my problem with Shocker is lean one way or the other. My peop- my problem with the people on the stairs, lean one way or the other. I think I gave it two stars. Yeah, I mean, no, look, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And that is the same criticism I had with people on the stairs. I think people on the stairs would have worked better as a straight horror movie. I don't or think straight he, comedy. I don't think he, no. I think it'd been better as a horror. Honestly, I think Either the way, premise be better. The premise with people under the <laughs> stairs lent itself more to horror. To where if done right, it could have been amazing. And yes, like Courtney, I agree with that. Yeah. and with what Courtney's saying, like if was it Jordan Peele, right? Mm-hmm. If he's the one redoing it, then I maybe think it could be great. It, maybe it goes towards that point. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know because remakes but I are don't remakes. Think Shocker could be saved. no. Shocker is a fucking 80s movie through and yeah. through. Like, there's no, like, maybe there's a way to do it. 
But even if, even if you redid it, I think it's going to be stupid. Even yeah. more so than what it is now. I think Shocker exists in the time it was made. And I think people that were alive during that time can watch Shocker and have fun with it. If I showed this to somebody that was born after 1999, yeah, it's going to be like, what the fuck like, is why this? Why are we wasting time yeah. on this? Yeah. Yeah. What is this giant box in this dude's hands and how is it stopping this dude? Because it's different. Take this back to VHS stores now. Exactly. (laughs) We're in an age now where, I mean, they wouldn't even be able to look at those TVs until they were. But Yeah, I know, right? But like kind of like what Josh says, you know, pick a lane. You know, are you a horror movie? Are you a comedy movie? And maybe Horace Pinker makes a deal with the devil or whatever. It could have been done differently than this big-lipped electricity demon coming out and being like, you got it, baby. It was terrible execution of it. It was. There's things of it that are good, and there's things of it that are really horrible. As a fan, I love it, and I'll watch it as an objective person, too, out of five. Gotcha. I will say this, like, just, I guess this would be it, then I'll shut the fuck up. Craven, I don't know, like you said, he needed somebody to come in there and sort of tighten things up, whatever his ideas were. And he had bold ideas. All right, Josh, thank you for your input. Um, you are wrong. Shocker is amazing. So everybody's got thoughts on this movie. We've all shared our opinions on it. There's things that the movie does well. It's an enjoyable movie, in my opinion. Um, but <laughs> if you were watching it, I you've th- already said this. despite what we said at the beginning, or despite what I said at the beginning of the episode, and despite maybe what Courtney said, because she was kind of on my side of this. Is it a great movie? No. Is it a masterpiece? No. Is it fun? Yes. You're if going you're backwards. If is it a up. great movie? Shut no. up. Is it a shut masterpiece? Up. No. Okay. Hey, can you please shut up? Can you please shut up, Josh? You don't know what you're talking about right now. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't know fun, Josh. Yeah, you don't know fun. Is it any of these things? No. But if you're of a certain age, can you enjoy this movie? Yes. You know, do I recommend watching it? Sure. I is don't. It a movie that don't was made. Yes. Don't don't go into it expecting a classic. If you go into it with an open mind, just you know, accepting the fact that you're about to watch something kind of stupid, you'll have fun. Yeah, exactly. Cool. It it honestly sounds like you're like, hey, was a movie made? Yes. Yeah. Can you watch it? Yes. Yes. Did Josh's parents give birth? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Do they still want that abortion years later? Yes. yes. So anyways, that's what we got on Shocker. We appreciate you joining us for this episode. Courtney, what do you got? Yes. Uh, I had fun. Thanks for having me on again. Glad Josh could be here this time. Oh, yeah. It was awesome having all four of us together. That's cool. It was awesome having Courtney on last time, but it would have been awesome if it was all four of us. Thank you, Courtney, for jumping into Courtney's segment. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. I appreciate you guys having me on again. God damn it. And Josh, it's awesome that you're back. Josh, I mean, Daniel's a permanent guest in his head. Yeah. Even though he's a fucking, fuck, he's the third fucking host. He's a the guest. Best, the best description of permanent guest. A permanent I guest. I love it. Josh. Yes. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you today? Do you got any final words? Yeah, I got some final words, you son of a bitch. Thank you, Courtney, for being on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, 
It was all ours. And uh, Bone can go fuck himself. Straight right. up can go fuck himself. Just look in the mirror. Just stick that TV and that VCR straight up your asshole. I you wish I had a VCR. <laughs> no, I don't. I Everyone don't really else have any final thoughts. No. Everyone no, else listening no to the thoughts. podcast, look in the mirror. Give yourself You're a wink today. Yeah. But Bone, would you give Bone rape yourself with a VHS? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. This has been... Fuck off, Josh. This has been Very Unreasonable Things. Shut up. I'm trying to end this shit. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Very Unreasonable Things. Discussing Shocker. Until next time. Shocker! Shocker! Shocker!